The Persistent and Nasty Podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. Welcome to another persistent and nasty podcast. Elaine here. I hope that you're all doing as well as you can be as we head into another weekend of lockdown. Today's guest is the gorgeous Jamie Marie Leary. Jamie is a Scottish actress and a really good friend of ours and um, we recorded this podcast last week over Zoom uh, while there was so much going on as we know with George Floyd and um, Jamie talks about that, we all talk about that and uh, I think the things that come up in this uh, podcast are really important for everyone to hear and listen to. Um, That being said, I sound like I'm in a bit of an echo chamber. I tried a different location last week, won't be doing that again. Um, So if you can all just stick with us on the sound quality, Zoom is great and really useful but it's not quite as good as we would love if it was in person and we would have our mics, etc, etc. But we're doing the best that we can. Um, also, during the podcast, I reference um, the quote that um, Lindsay Young, uh, who's a poet, American poet, had put on her Twitter last week. Um, and during the podcast, I couldn't remember um, Lindsay's name. So it's just so that you know, I also said at the beginning of last week's podcast. We still have all the links in the description box of various places that you can visit for resources and um, places to donate. We're also going to do uh, over the next few weeks a list of black owned businesses in the UK. Um, in particular, um, we'll be looking at female black owned businesses as that is something that is really important to us that we um, lift each other up as women. Um, no matter which field you are in, it is important for us that that is what we do and that's what we want to encourage. Um, so there is a list in the description box of um, some UK businesses that you can check out and support. Um, that will be great. Uh, as always, we hope that you're having a good week and you can sit back, relax and enjoy. Oh, and have a wee cuppa. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This is another Persistent and Nasty podcast. We are here, me and the lovely Elaine with, sorry, my cat came in. It's fine. <laughs> welcome sorry. to, welcome so to Zoom got, podcasting. Yeah. I know. Zoom podcasting with me, Elaine, Suki, and the wonderful actress, Jamie Marie. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited <laughs> we're doing this. We have been trying to get you on the podcast for months. Ages. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Now we've all got the time, obviously. I know, thank goodness for running about like right? that. <laughs> I know, right? One one silver lining. Oh, really God, I, don't know. Plans. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh well, this is an Jamie. I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm just uh, just hanging out. I've actually just started to get busy, weirdly, which feels nice and weird. Like a couple like a couple of things have popped up. Um, so it's weird not just being like, oh, will I read today or will I watch TV? What do I do? Um, I've got some stuff to work on, which is nice. Great. But yeah. How are you guys? 
fine. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I you Misha's still working, so yeah. I've been I, feeling that. Yeah, I've been feeling that. Um, it's kind of it's a weird one because it's the balance of. It feels like less work, but I'm still feel like I'm working all the time. Yeah. Because I'm never leaving my office in yeah. in my little quotes. Yeah. So it is, it's really strange, but then in some ways, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. It's weird though, isn't it? Because like you're working from home and it's not your office environment. So you probably are just staying working. Like, well, whatever your environment is, whether it's an office or whether you're creating or whatever you're doing, yeah. there's no break. So there's no like, oh, okay, that's it. It's time to finish working now. Now I'll go and do this. And I've got terrible boundaries anyway. I'm, I'm terrible for coming home from work and then proceeding to continue to work. Other things. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that I've not even got the commute where I'm like zoning out and doing whatever. I'm literally just working all the time. Unless, and yeah. I saw somebody post today something about basically like it's taken away all those fun things like the commute and the podcast on the commute or walking or going for lunch and it's just left the work yeah. <laughs> and the work just bleeds on and yeah. yeah it feels like that's what it's been like for that everything. That is exactly yeah. what it's been like it's funny one of, one of my colleagues had posted the other day that she'd gone for a cycle before work and usually she would cycle in to the office and I was like that's great you got to properly like cycle into work go to work she'd just done a loop <laughs> I said that's quite nice maybe it was a win. To, yeah maybe I'll start to like get up walk around the block and be like god I've just arrived at work this is great I'm sweaty it's just like normal <laughs> I know oh god the things we're doing the things I have to do know, it's just such a change such a massive change um, so Jamie is um, an British actress and she is one of uh, our crew. She is a Langsider. Oh, it up for the Langside. And um, Jamie has, you've done loads of stuff. And obviously, last year you did your thing, oh, an alibi with uh, Mark. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Tracy's. Yeah. Um, and last week we had another Jamie on the podcast and she's just a. Uh, done uh she was a production designer on um we hunt together on thanks our- misha i saw your face oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember 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 honestly i think lockdown has like made me like so my brain just doesn't work anymore my brain is mush right now like i like i, I can hardly focus on anything like it's so bad <laughs> just yeah, anyway. I know. I'm just saying, anyway. don't worry. Um, so just before lockdown, Jamie, what were you up to? Just before lockdown, I was absolutely buzzing because I was just about to start two lovely jobs at the Tron. Um, and I haven't done like a play, a proper play, in a little while now, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited for it. Um, so I was sort of just yeah, looking forward to that. Um, cause it, well, where are you supposed I mean, to be doing? A, uh, Hang by Debbie Tucker Green, um, which is brilliant. And I do hope we get to do it, um, hopefully, once this is all over. And I was also going to do a little development there as well. So I was really excited for what was, what was coming, up. coming up. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so it's strange to like to have those dates pass, like be like, oh, it would have been press night. Oh, it would have been, oh, I would have just finished like the run or that uh, was weird, a weird, weird thing um, to to have happened. But before before that, I had actually just finished working on a project with the RCS and the Lyceum. Um, and it was called Spring Lantern Tales. Basically, these old Chinese tales being retold. Um, and there were like these adaptions that we worked on for a couple of days and then showed, but we actually had to show it with a socially distanced audience. This is before lockdown, but it was it was so strange because like David Gregg was coming in to introduce himself and and we weren't shaking hands, like that had all started. Um so that was a weird, a weird week, but a really lovely, lovely project as well to like finish, I guess, finish on before this all lockdown. But yeah, that was sort of that was what sort was it like with the audience then doing the whole social distancing? Because obviously like we're so now aware that when and I say when we get back in a theater, how it's all gonna work. I mean, obviously from like like being on the stage, it what it didn't really, really impact me and how we went about the show. But um, like looking at it afterwards, we had like Q and A and stuff. It did it did look it did look a bit weird. But I guess everyone we weren't locked down or anything, so afterwards everyone was still milling about the bar. People weren't hugging or shaking hands and stuff. But um, yeah. It didn't feel. It didn't feel too strange. Hugs. I know, man. Hugs. I know. I know. I saw my um, my cousin earlier, like just at social distance, and I was just like, God, I wish I could hug you goodbye. Like it just it's so so weird. Also, being in a rehearsal room that week and not touching each other. Like, what are we like, actors? <laughs> like, trying not to touch each other. So, like, yeah, trying to find ways to to work a piece of text and to to do something with movement that required us to also not con- like be in contact with each other was so strange. Um, we did it, and it was fine, and it was it worked out lovely, and we had a lovely team. But um, yeah, odd. Do you think because of the the themes in the play, do you think if it had been any other kind of text that you were working with, it would have been harder? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it was was very much um, what we were working on, its it's subtitle was like a tale of 10 mistaken identities. So there was a lot of moving and changing characters. We were playing about 15 different characters. So there was a lot of just changing a space and stuff, but I can't imagine what it would have been like for anything else that actually required a bit of intimacy, you know? Yeah, I um, was thinking about it because um, I did a Zoom, um, like, script reading. We did, like, a script development, and one hmm. of the questions, we did a kind of question and answer at the end, and one of the questions was, oh, do you think that this is, like, a way we could actually make theatre, like, have the rehearsals all on Zoom and then come together and just literally like set it up pop it up yeah and I just thought for so many of our like for so much of our work it's um 
It's about how we interact in a space and physically, particularly actors who build relations quite often mm-hmm. with like, like ju- just physical touch and like the intimacy of like being in the same space. Yeah. It must. Yeah, I, I, I did. It made it's made me really like conscious about that and and being in the same space and how rehearsals might look if we can't have that and how you can then develop a play if yeah. you're not allowed to come too close I mean yeah. technically you probably could do it right like you know I mean definitely yeah oh. you could you, it could be done it's just um it, it's just an adjustment period isn't it I suppose yeah. like we're just gonna have to get used to the new the new ways I'm just trying not to say new normal there but like um yeah but it is strange though because there is something so um there is something magical about when you do a play and you're in the same space and you're sharing that same dynamic and those energies and you can feel each other how each other are that day and it just it doesn't work the same on zoom yeah it doesn't no um you know, somebody might be in rehearsals in their pants. <laughs> I know. I know. You know? Oh, gosh, um, yeah. I'm not yeah. in pants. I am wearing trousers. Also, oh, good. So okay, great. Just, I'm, I'm in a dress. I'm in a dress. <laughs> we all just declare we are. Really Misha dressed. hasn't declared yet, though. <laughs> Misha hasn't. I'm I mean, there's a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, got, I've got... Long pause. I've got trousers with an actual, like non like it's it's not an adjustable waistband and oh wow that, well done uh, yeah it was a brave move this morning and <laughs> I regret it in fact as we speak I'm just undoing them because do it I've said it now do it yeah I mean you I put on you're wearing them so I put on jeans what was that two weeks ago I put my jeans on just to check that I, you know that I could still get in them I've done the same yeah. Uh, wore them for a day and went okay that was enough <laughs> that's nice to know nice, nice to know in I'm not sitting see in my whenever. jeans see you yeah. on the other side my friends I know I've done it a few times I've done it a few times mo- I've mostly lived in my dungarees like that feels like a sort of halfway um, yeah. it's denim but it's not it's not tiny and restrictive but yeah it's not jeans but um I've done it a couple of times like put jeans on and just like done maybe a couple hours just to feel a bit normal but yeah it's not worth it it's not worth it really not I know I wonder if this is gonna affect like clothing design like if now the way you know how the way like maybe we'll be more conscious of washing our hands and like physical contact yeah now we'll be more likely to buy clothes that are comfortable opposed to like cutting edge fashion and that was like uncomfortable shoes like I don't know if I'll ever wear shoes that aren't like really really comfortable ever again and I rarely wore uncomfortable shoes before but now yeah just put a total end to it yeah I bet like sales of like Lucy and Yak have gone through the roof since it started I've seen so many people like you donkeys <laughs> so have I yeah. <laughs> and they are fabulous they are yeah. fabulous so you they're know good. They're good. like they're, they're good no my um my coping mechanism of uh, lockdown has been buying earrings and candles 
oh, when we were moving back, I was like, I just need candles. I just need candles. And I bought a new red lipstick. Just so I could put that on every couple of days and be like, yeah, it has to be done. It has to be done. I mean, Jamie, you are a red lip gal like myself. So, you know, I love a red lip. It's like, you know, if the red lip isn't on, things are not great. (laughs) I'm actually being like getting up, not even putting any other makeup on my face and just putting my red lipstick on. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. I can do it now. I am myself. I feel myself. That's one thing that you can do. Like, I'm so, that is so me. That is so me as well. I need it. I'll be like sweats everywhere else, but red. I actually, I thought about this the other day. I was like, I might, I say might, (laughs) count all the red lipsticks that I have. Don't do it. Then you might realise that you maybe have a small problem. So maybe don't do it. Definitely (laughs) I would say don't. I've done it before and been like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> so, well, literally, I was like, oh, I can't find my Ruby Woo. I wonder where it is. That's I'll what just I get ordered. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you ordered? Yeah. Of course. The classic. Course. It is an absolute classic. I know. Yeah. I actually also sent. Oh, sorry. sorry Which brand is Ruby Woo? What's that? Mac. Mac. Oh, that's why I've not heard of it. I don't like that stuff. Oh. It is the classic, though. It is the <laughs> classic. See race. when you see someone and you're like, "Oh, nice Ruby Woo." Yeah, uh-huh. that's what it is. Classic marriage. Um, I sent my mum a little Ruby Woo last week because she was like, "Oh, Jane, I'm run out of makeup and I'm this and that." And my mum and dad are both terrible on the internet, so I was like, "All right, well, I've, I've posted you something. Uh, have we look out for it? We surprise." And she just sent me a picture because. My mum, honestly, has never been seen outside the house without a red lip. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I get it from. So I sent her it and she just sent me a picture, like, just in a red lipstick. <laughs> Nothing else on yes. her band in, but red lips. Her red lipstick. She's very I happy. So, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Got the present culture this like gifting and sending like little surprise gifts to people it's so nice it's so nice it just perks perks people up doesn't it it totally does I mean it is the thing about lockdown I suppose as well it is making us kind of reevaluate things and the important stuff I guess yeah 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 totally so you've got some stuff coming up which is bloody brilliant I know I don't know how that happened but it's lovely just a, a got a re-recording um with wonderfuls uh Jack Nurse and Robbie Gordon lovely boys so yeah yeah so I'm doing that with them um next week I think which will be so nice yeah really nice yeah it's just nice Maybe, to have um, to look forward to yeah, for those of you who don't um, or haven't been to our live events, Jamie was one of um, the actresses in our actual second last live event that we've done because we haven't done one now for nearly a year. I can't believe it. Oh, wow. I know. It's absolutely insane because we've yeah. been podcasting time. all the time. 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 Guys. It's mental. <laughs> yeah. And she was pure dead brilliant, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That was lovely. That was a great night. Oh, gosh, that is so long ago. No, I know it really is. It yeah. Is. It was really long ago. Um, so, 
so you've got that coming up brilliant what else are you doing to keep yourself occupied during lockdown um uh what am I doing what am I doing I've sort of had the last few weeks have been strange because I don't know if you guys have had it but I just can't focus on like telly and watching things right now like I just don't I just I've had an overload I think um I I did normal people I did all of that (laughs) but like I think I've just found it really hard to focus now and I what did I do I got cross stitching I've started cross stitching (laughs) my friend (laughs) just for something to like properly switch off my friend has literally just sent me and I wasn't expecting it so talking about gifts a cross stitching pack and it's all like the future is female like it's all these designs and stuff and she sent it to me and I was like yes my queen oh it's so fun it's so good it's like such a nice sweet project like I've like put little podcasts on and just like an album on and just sat and done it and it's so nice like it's just really really relaxing and exactly what I needed and I didn't realize like the sort of thing that I could focus on but it's just super relaxing at the same time um but yeah this this last week obviously with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter I have started slowly working on a little I say project but it's not really for the past few years I've like thought about a way of connecting black mixed race actors there's not that many of us um, in Scotland and well Glasgow Scotland um, and I've wanted to do that and for time or just not being able to organize it or whatever I've never really got around to it and this week's just felt like I need I need to do that I need to get that ball rolling um just as a means for a small support network I suppose um right now so that's been that's been what I've been working on this week um and it's been it's been great because I'm just I'm just thinking about how we can go about it um contacting some friends and and seeing if people are interested in that and the response has been yes <laughs> yes we are so uh yeah I'm just working on how to go around organizing that whether it be a zoom meet or yeah I don't, I don't quite know yet how it's gonna mm. start but I'm I'm working on it <laughs> I would say it's already um, started yeah yeah I suppose yeah no that's true um I just yeah had to do it now because just had to yeah Uh, so yeah that as well I've been doing that that and cross stitching oh god (laughs) (laughs) just just that and then cross stitching yeah yeah but but, yeah as Misha said it's it's the balance though right I mean yeah it's, it's been a week it really has been a week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I guess, like, no, not to bring back my cross stitching, but like, I've found it so hard to be on on social media this week. Like, it's it, like it's so important and it's great, and it's also just hugely overwhelming and like mm. triggering as well. So having that 
way to switch off from all the devices yeah. and it's huge so yeah yeah um finding ways to to switch off has been super important especially this week but yeah have you found that like people this week have been like reaching out more and you know because Misha you were talking about this yesterday weren't you about um one of your friends has said please don't come and ask me about Black Lives Matter it's like yeah why do people do the fucking work yeah yeah yeah, I would like I've I've had friends like get in touch obviously and just seen how I am, um, which is which has been really nice and and I haven't felt like compelled to like that's not been why they've been getting in touch, I yeah. don't feel. So that's been that's been really nice. But um at the same time that there is a sort of I felt a lot of anxiety that and I guess it is the social media thing that oh are people what are people going to think if I don't post enough which I've seen a few other people say now so I'm like oh thank goodness it's not just me feeling that pressure but I I guess I've just decided that people can post that's doing something people can google and learn that's doing something people can donate people can just educate themselves so if if I'm educating myself and donating and doing what I can but it's silent that's fine because I know what I'm doing I know what I'm doing for me and I know what I've done so I guess I'm just trying to take that pressure off by yeah just not just telling myself that I don't need to do I don't need to do that and show that for social media and for other people I just need to do what I what makes sense to me it's so hard, doesn't it? Because like, yeah. even without this week, is we've kind of got into that whole thing. Is like, if it's not on social media, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. that whole um, there's that whole thing, and obviously this because of it, um, this whole week, um, and I can't imagine what that pressure feels like. Yeah. And yeah, also, if you don't want to talk about this, we don't need to talk about this because this isn't. Yeah, no, no. I think, I think that pressure comes from like, I don't know. Every, everyone has to figure out their own relationship to. I was going to say to racism, to the to the to the cause, to Black Lives Matters everyone has their own relationship to it and I like I unfortunately just before this all happened had an incident with a man on a bus that happened and then I did I thought I was so angry at how I dealt with the situation because I didn't deal with the situation and then I then had such guilt over that and then I just didn't deal with it and I think this week, like, has just brought up all those little times with those things that I, I'm having to think about how I, how I deal and what I need to learn and what I need to do. And, and everybody else needs to as well. So I guess that's, that's yeah, 
it's it's hard, man, and it's really hard seeing everybody's uh, emotions pour over the internet mm. when you're dealing with your own, um, which might sound really selfish, but. I don't it's, think it does at all. I think it's absolutely yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the truth. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weird time we're going through as well. Cause obviously I feel like for the past week I've, apart from moving back to Glasgow, like it's like nothing like a bit of systemic racism to make you forget about a pandemic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> Yeah. What a what a time we're living through. It's I know twenty twenty. What twenty twenty? What is going on? I know. Mm. It's just weird. It's absolutely yeah. Yeah. But but I'm 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 glad that it's I'm glad that people are finally taking the action that they've been needing to take for a long time. I'm really disappointed and absolutely disgraced and embarrassed that it's taken this long. But I am really, really glad that it seems that there is tangible difference. This Because, I mean, maybe it's because of the pandemic, because people have been alone with their thoughts for so long and they've now got this extra time particularly on social media to look at all the resources that are there themselves Mm. um but 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 then on the other side of that it also compounds the trauma and it compounds the pain and it compounds the anger which I just I I can't even begin to comprehend and I never will be able to um I, I think as well this this would not be as big I mean it's more than a moment, but it wouldn't be as big as it is without COVID-19, strangely. Like, without this lockdown and without people being off work and having no excuses, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as big as it is. Um, and as much as it's, it's, it's scary because, like, I, I think it's still happening, this... Um, the protesting, the peaceful protest in Glasgow. I know it's happening mm-hmm. in a lot of cities and I saw Hyde Park, but I mean, that's another guilt thing that I'm like, I've been so trying to follow everything to a T and protect people around me and everyone else <laughs> during this uh, horrible pandemic. And there is a huge part of me that's like, that feels irresponsible for me to go and I trust myself that I'll try and socially distance, but I, like you can't trust that that's gonna be okay. Um, and you don't know how many people there are gonna be. And yeah, it's super hard to figure out what, like, what to do. To do, um, yeah. Yeah. I was saying to Misha about this last night, I feel really torn. Yeah. Um, because I do want to protest, but we are in the middle of a pandemic. It hasn't gone away. Um, it hasn't, no. And that's, and like I do my grand's shopping weekly. She's 90, she's still shielding. Do I, like, so it's like all those thoughts of like, okay, well, I do, 
I do that and then I don't do her shopping for two weeks so that I know for absolute sure that I'm not going yeah. to take anything to her. Um, yeah, but I think, I think, I don't think that you should feel guilt about that because you are also, and I don't think anybody should because actually in any other circumstances, of course you would be there. Yeah, yeah. We're not in those circumstances, we're in the middle of an actual global pandemic. Yeah that is killing people so you are being responsible um yeah and I think it's a I can't remember who it was that put it out I know quite a few people have retweeted it and it's a talk about which lane are you in okay to this in fact I'm going to find it because I'll Mm -hmm. I'll read it Um, Mm because I actually think just in general for for people it's probably quite a good thing just to hear yeah Um, you guys chat amongst yourself while I... Uh, no, well, I, 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 think that's quite, <laughs> I think that's interesting, the lane thing, because what I was saying earlier as well, it's about it's not about what you're being seen doing right now. It's what you're doing. It's As long as you're, you're doing something, it doesn't need to be a big... Like, I mean, make a song and dance, do, like, do whatever you want to do. Like, personally but yeah as long as you're doing something it, that's what I keep telling myself like yeah I found it it's, it's not so, going away as well so yeah well and that's it exactly and yeah. that is it it's not going away so some are posting on social media some are protesting in the streets some are donating silently some are educating themselves some are having tough conversations with friends and family A revolution has many lanes. Be kind to yourself and to others who are travelling in the same direction. Just keep your foot on the gas. Yeah. Yep. It's exactly it's exactly that. It's like knowing in yourself that you're doing the work because your education and you making yourself more aware is what's going to drive this further. Not you posting. Yeah. Unless posting is how you make yourself aware and how you encourage others to be more aware but actually doing the learning opposed to looking like you're doing the learning and I think also we need to remember like we're in a different generation and our younger generation do use social media so much to do most of their research yeah yeah totally like they search hashtags for stuff when you know know. I would have gone to the library (laughs) (laughs) I know oh gosh I know no it is it's such a it's such a useful platform especially now so like and I I have used it um but I also think I've learned when I need to step away from it from my own mental health as well so it's about protecting yourself as well as um as doing the work so yeah totally I think that's on yeah like at the start of lockdown I had to do that actually yeah like I was on I was watching the news I was watching everything and I was like getting to the point that I was just like I could feel my anxiety going like oh my god like I yeah. totally ignored that like I didn't ignore it I just thought okay it's coming but I don't think it'll be all right and then it was like and I was like oh so I took a good like couple of days and I was just like no I can't yeah. and then just making sure that I don't go on my phone last thing before I go to my bed yep why am yep. I doing that to myself? <laughs> I know. I, d- I did the same um, quite near the start, actually, that 
I was just like, oh my God, I, I can't say I'm busy. I have nowhere to be. Um, so like everyone can just get, everyone can get to you. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to have another quiz. <laughs> I don't want to do, I just want to do nothing today. And I don't want to talk about COVID-19 again. Um, so I, 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 I remember like the second week or third week maybe my phone was like your screen time's gone down 50 percent I was like yes <laughs> thank goodness but my pals are also like where are you yeah but I just needed the break I just needed to not be so easily accessible because mm. that that's what it felt like at the the, the very start um like yeah you didn't have all the excuses and things to do and was, yeah it was just a lot it- it did, didn't it? It felt like you could yeah. turn around and say to somebody, I don't want to do a Zoom tonight. Yeah, because you've you've got no... You, why not? Yeah, why, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Whereas actually I think now because everybody's experienced it, there are definitely Zoom fatigue. You're like, oh yeah. my God, I'm absolutely shattered. Yeah. I find, it, I find it more tiring doing Zoom than I would do if we were just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I know social things you can't you can't pick up exactly what we're saying about being in a rehearsal room you can't pick up any of the cues even just walking into that someone's in a bad mood you can tell that someone's upset you can tell that someone's absolutely buzzing off their tits you just know (laughs) people are just sat like is this my good ready I'm ready for the talk yeah here's the good wall my good my very good wall <laughs> welcome well I was actually I'm sitting on the ground now it's couch by me but because I was sat up at the um up at the table by the window but I'm right on Great Western Road so I was like oh god I'm gonna be the most annoying like just cars and then the rain started so I've sat on the floor cross-legged for you guys like yes. back at college or something it's great and I'm in a hallway and you're in a hallway <laughs> Actually, talking about college, Jamie, why don't you tell us about and our listeners um, your annually said the G word? <sighs> Not the journey, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what's the G word? Journey. Look at path. How? Path. <laughs> to where I am now. Your path to where you are now, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Langside College, well, I started a little bit before Langside College, I suppose, because um, I don't think I ever expected to end up there. Um, I don't think I ever expected to end up here. But I, yes, did some, moved here to Scotland from Barbados when I was eight. Uh, and I think because I was one of the younger ones, um, skipping forward, going up to high school, my mum thought it was a good idea for me to do some drama classes like most people to get my confidence up uh, so I started doing that and really liked it uh, but then started high school and realized that drama wasn't really cool so that's <laughs> that's that um and then I can't remember if I don't think we got drama till like second or third year maybe we got like one class I can't remember how it worked but I started doing it for standard grade yeah good like to did it in fifth year and then I went to leave school and got into an early education and childcare course in fifth year 
and that was what I was doing and I had sort of made up my mind and it was great because my best friend had gone to the same course and then I think I can't remember what the conversation was but basically someone was like uh prom <laughs> why are you leaving before six year prom <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. we ended up staying on and uh, I did advanced higher dra- advanced higher drama and had an all rest um and I'm so glad that I stayed on for six year because I guess it was doing advanced higher drama that I realized that I could actually go and do this after school as well like I didn't have to well I like I loved kids and I love kids and I have my whole life so that would have been a very I would have been totally happy with that choice um but I realized that you could audition for colleges I don't think drama skills was in my head for whatever reason whether didn't seem accessible or or what that reason was but I applied for a couple of colleges my first audition was at Langside College and um, my drama teacher was helping me with my Shakespeare and I was terrified and then I went there I think it was like a Saturday morning or something and auditioned and I loved it and I was one of the lucky ones that got in on my first just with the one contemporary and I was I would not have got in if I had to do my Shakespeare. I really don't think so. But <laughs> but I got in, thank goodness. And I just decided not to go to the other two auditions for the other colleges because it just felt like the right place. Um, and it was. And I loved I loved my time at Langside. Um, did the three years. Got my agent uh, from the showcase, which was lovely. Uh, and then, yeah, I had... Sort of started working little bits and bobs uh, in my first job at the Traverse, and uh, in two thousand fifteen. And since then, yeah, I've been pretty working there pretty regularly ever since. Um, ever since, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think where from. It's it's weird when the job starts and then they start they sort of start rolling and um and then yeah you you end up here. And it's 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 sort of strange looking back on. I don't feel like I've graduated that long. Like I don't feel like it was 2014. That's ages away. But I have done so much now, and I yeah. think it's quite. You don't realize until you sort of go, "Oh God, yeah, I remember I did that when I did that." Um, like Misha, when we first met, I missed that. Like, oh my gosh. Um, I think that was maybe my first year at Langside because I think I think I had told you about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing all about it and being like, wow, that place sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Langside. Um, yeah, so I, that was what, was it 2011, 2012? Yeah, it must, oh yeah, tw- yeah, 2012, I think. Yeah, because I... 2012 I think it was maybe 2011 because I think I think I still had like was it summer it started to Waterloo Road this is obviously and not obviously but obvious to me and Misha I was like (laughs) (laughs) setting setting come on I know I know you guys were on Waterloo Road together we were we were um yeah 
extras essays on Waterloo Road. <laughs> were we and... were you in that um you know how because did you were you in that um like we extra group of kids that were like the naughty kids? It was like a group of like part of the essays were then cast in this group of naughty kids. Were you one of them with me? I feel like we might have I think I was. was I think you were as well. I'm sure that we were like I think I was. Because my like my little moment was I I got to call someone like one of the main cast are walking down the corridor and I got to turn and go, weirdo. So I must have been one of the mean ones if I was calling someone a weirdo. <laughs> so funny but yeah I remember you talking about I think you were yeah you were talking about Lang Side. I was either just going or I just got I just started or something yeah um what a long time ago yeah crazy isn't it it's even weirder because um I think that was Laurie Brett was the head teacher in Waterloo Road at the time and I just worked with her in Traces she played my mum and I was like, we've kind of worked together before. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, who the hell are you? No, she wasn't. She was very lovely about it. But I was like, yeah, I like worked on that as well. And um, and it was, yeah, it was quite funny, actually, that whole uh, journey to that point. <laughs> I had a kind of Waterloo Road flashback as well. When I was working, uh, I was working on a job at the beginning of February. And I was talking to the ADs. And both of them were like, oh, yeah, we did Waterloo Road. And I was like, me too. <laughs> they were like, hang on, we think we recognise you. And I was like, well, I was a gobby wee shite, so we try. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we definitely remember your fucking face. <laughs> I know, I've come across a few, um, a few ADs and stuff from, from it. And I actually, uh, Don McPhail, uh, a few like more than a few years like five years later when he was like directing his own stuff gave me a call and um he's like a pal now and it's funny that we like to think of us all in that room corralled like just waiting to like go and do, <laughs> do a bit of work eating the, eating the bacon rolls every morning oh god I forgot about that yeah <laughs> oh gosh oh, that is wow so, what a start I know just just one last like thing from that I ha- I was triggered <laughs> because I was playing spit have you ever played the card game spit it's so fast yeah and we we were obsessed with that for about a week or something and then I think we all got so stressed out that we had to stop playing it because it was just one it was a lot of noise to be fair <laughs> like, and we shouldn't have been doing that and uh, yeah it just got too much but I played that recently and I was like oh my god I am 17 <laughs> again <laughs> oh. back at Waterloo Road back at Waterloo Road funny you feel like um that kind of because that I mean was that your first like professional experience on set because if you'd if you'd only done like your drama through school I guess yeah. going to college and then being on set with Waterloo Road that would have been like quite quite yeah. an opera yeah well that was that was de- that was definitely my first experience of being on set and I think what I was like I can I, I could do I could do that um, I could do that that's right cool that that's where I want to that's where I want to be that other side there um so 
yeah it was amazing though because I think you really take like you take in a lot when you're doing that stuff and you're um you don't realize how much you're learning about being on a set um until you work with someone who's not been on a set <laughs> before um but yeah no that was and at the time as well I think from college or um, I can't remember how they were coming through actually I was getting a few auditions for main parts in the show while doing extra work on the show and yeah it was it was a weird time but really interesting really good uh, learning experience doing that from like the start of college so yeah that's mad I think there's so much snobbery around supporting artistry and and that that role and I I feel really I feel really protective of it because of that time it sounds like you're the same in that kind of because it's such it is such an amazing environment to learn and pick up stuff and just and it's such a vital role as well. I forget yeah. like watching shows and noticing how good the supporting artists are at just doing normal things. Mm, yeah. And a supporting artist who doesn't look normal. You clock you clock immediately and you can tell that they're they're like uncomfortable. They're doing it uncomfortable. And and I just think, see, like that is such an underrated role. Yeah, totally chance to learn yeah no it's a great chance to learn and, and even the, like I'm trying to think what job it was on I, I did a job and just it was a lady in her 60s and she did it weekly and like two days a week maybe and she was just like I just love it I just love it it's not like she had her whole career and she'd done that and she just loved this and she loved meeting people and yeah. it brought so much joy to her and and it's so like we need them we need supporting artists to to be able to do for everyone else to be able to do their job so yeah it's it's a brilliant thing I and I loved it <laughs> I got to meet you <laughs> such a good week through we had so many like close friends because we were such like we were I want okay so what I want to happen now is I want you both to find me a picture of you both at Waterloo Road and that bad boy's going on the socials (laughs) Jamie do you have any pictures of you from it because I definitely have got at least one I have one yeah with the tie with who am I who am I with Come here, who? Yeah, look in the mirror, gals. Well, I think I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> have you seen that it's now on? Um, it's back up on. Is it iPlayer? And so, like, we can watch it all again. Fear not. Oh, really? You can go and watch the entire Waterloo Road series, and you can uh, background. Can spot you, gals? Every screenshot that you send to Persistent and Nasty. We will send you a persistent and nasty badge. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be too bad. <laughs> Badges, please. Elaine's just giving me a look of disapproval and <laughs> because the reality is I've not ordered us any badges, so we've not got any. <laughs> it's like, where are the badges coming from? Order in, I'll get it done. 
I'll bath. do it now. Now you need to do it. So and now you, you do need to do it because I'm not cutting that out. The screenshots are coming flooding. So yeah, everyone's going to do <laughs> Everybody's going to want a persistent and nasty badge. Like, ding, ding, ding. Actually, Jamie, what was your first play at the job? Was that with Ailey? Ailey McCormick? Um, no, that was... I always forget about that. No, um, that was... F.com that I did with Ailey but before that my first job there was Breakfast Place was it Breakfast Place? Yes it was it was Breakfast Place and it was with Emma Callender um, and it was brilliant I was listening to in fact I was listening to one of your guys podcasts where I think it was with Jess I think it was Jess Hardwick's and I think you asked about um like female directors or how like, like I can't remember exactly the question but I was like I think I've mostly worked with female directors and then I started writing them down and I was like oh my god yeah I have most of it like most of the directors I've worked with have been women and amazing women at that but like I think it definitely outweighs um like yeah the balance is more in the female director side so I was like that's pretty cool I'm pretty pretty buzzed about that actually it was really nice that's really um, great yeah like, yeah to have that to be able to turn around and go no I definitely have worked with more females female directors than yeah. men I know as well I had asked Jess had she ever worked in an all-female cast as well um and she had I am lucky well, enough had, to have done that like she had yeah she had, had but she was like no and then she went, oh no that's one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did I've done it quite a few times, which has been so nice. I've done like the opposite as well, where I've been the only woman in a cast. Um yeah, for expensive, expensive shit that was female writer, director, and then cast of four um women, four black women, actually as well at the at the Trav in twenty sixteen, which is amazing. We're very aware of how like cool that was yeah yeah, and, um, yeah and then the other one was locker room talk uh, again female director Orla and yeah for women again um, and I think there's been a couple of like breakfast plays and stuff like that that I've done that have um have been just women in the cast and it's, it's so nice it's so good. And traces that I just worked on, um, going to like the sort of film telly side of things, that was all female produced and the, all the leads were female and like the directors were female and the writers That's really were female. Him. And do you so I. An energy? Sorry, I've just completely cut you off, but do you know what's yeah, energy? Yeah. Yeah, there is like, and I guess I was, I was so. I so wanted that job traces that I um, worked on and I got it and I was so happy. And I guess I thought that I was just, I was just so happy to be doing that job. And that must be why it feels so nice. But all of the other actors that I worked with, like Martin Comston, um, uh, Laura Fraser, they were all also saying what a great, job it was and like how good the energy was and how happy everyone was and we we're all just like it's cause it's women man it's cause it's like 
because we're running the show it's great but I like I think there is a truth yes. as well yeah so everyone was everyone was just so happy on that job and it was well maybe it's a coincidence but maybe not like maybe not yeah and it might, it might just have been the right women because we we all know that not all women are yeah you know but no yeah and there is something isn't there is like um of being only female in an all-male cast is yeah really interesting as well and then it changes again if there's only two females in it which I've had and then everybody else is male mm-hmm. including the director producer um and that is fascinating because you very much are you walk into the room and it is testosterone yeah and you know it's like here we are here and you're like okay okay yeah but actually yeah. what the job that I'm thinking about it was with me myself and the other actress were uh, the leads so it was all about us but surrounded by all these men and I part of me always thinks I wonder if they just couldn't quite deal with that yeah testosterone yeah. in the room was like <sighs> overload yeah too much yeah I've been quite I'm trying to think of what I did what way around I did it. Um I don't I don't know, obviously we work like we do have so many lovely lovely people and lovely men in this job that we do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I get I guess I have I've um been lucky enough to be in really nice companies and teams that I've never had to deal with any of the the nasty stuff that uh, you know the horrible things that come up sometimes but um I think when I did stand by was it stand by I think so I was I felt I was like oh a little bit nervous at the start because I felt quite young and even though it was I'd worked I'd worked I don't know what it was it was intimidating me but something like felt a bit at the start and then when I walked into rehearsals and realized that they were all just they were all just silly boys (laughs) all just silly boys but like doing doing the job and doing like and I was like oh god yeah and I'm meant to be here I, I think I do that to myself a lot before a job I freak myself out and then I get there and I'm like oh I'm supposed yeah I'm supposed to be here of course like I'm as yeah. I, I don't even know how to vocalize it though. I know exactly what you mean by that, and I wonder. Yeah, wonder if that's a female thing, or if guys feel that too, or if it's just an act, yeah. a performer thing of like, maybe oh, I've got yeah. the job. What if I lose the job? Yeah, it's yeah. like that what whole thing. That, what if I don't bring what they thought I was gonna bring? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, we think about everything, don't we? Like overthink <laughs> so, it. Oh. Yeah, overthink it. So. It's like that thing, I don't know, because obviously I love the dench. Um, so not that she does that many plays anymore, but even even now, she leaves her handbag at the front door, like of the door of um, rehearsals, because her very first job, she saw a woman get fired in front of the whole crew, cast and crew. It was a play. And um, the woman walked out, but then had to walk back in to get her handbag. And the dentist's like, I will never have to walk back out when they fire me. Walk back. Because they were, like, yeah. they were going to fire the dentist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's the yeah. fact that she's like, even like in her early 80s, she was doing a play, you know, 
in London with Ben Wishaw and she's the lead and she's like leaving her handbag at the door. That's so funny. That is hilarious. Because it's, so it, it must be, it must be a performer thing that we, yeah, that whatever it is in us that, yeah, I think you're right that, oh, am I going to bring what they want? I, yeah. I, I would, I would. When they, of course you are, because that's why you got the job. Duh, yeah. I wonder if it's something to do with, I mean, not to bring in all the, bring it, bring it back to all the systematic, systemic, mm-hmm. all the systemic problems, but actually this ingrained feeling of, we don't belong here, this is not our mm-hmm. space, we don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel like that that is an environment that wasn't made for us and is absolutely our home and I, and mm-hmm. I wonder if that there's an element of that with you as well uh, yeah as well I think and I've been thinking about it I think about it a lot in general but I think and I think I've been dealing with it and trying to figure out and just feel more comfortable in myself and and trust that trust that I trust my talent basically I suppose but I remember quite a young age being told that I will I will tick a box there will always be a box that needs ticked so to feel to wonder to wonder if you're that tick box all the time do you know what I mean like it's it's whether it be ticking a box as a woman or taking about as a black or mixed race woman, it crosses my mind so much, like too much. But it's it's always like I've thought about it my whole life. Not not just in this job either, um, and and other jobs and just in general. Um, and yeah, I think I think I take that with me a lot, and I I think also just identity is something that I've been exploring and like trying to yeah I I think especially as a mixed race person identity will all like will always be something that I struggle with I suppose um and where where I fit in what like where am I supposed to I'm here I'm me I'm I'm just I'm me being is (laughs) is my identity and um and I yeah I do struggle with that sometimes and I think that does filter in to those moments going into jobs where I'm like oh I'm I'm oh it's just me or yeah it's so it's so hard I really need to I'm working on it because <laughs> I sorry was there a difference walking into the like rehearsal room of expensive shit in comparison mm-hmm. to walking into a rehearsal room where maybe you were the only person of color, do you could you do you feel a difference there? Um. Yes. Yes and no. Expensive shit was such like an important job for me, and it was wonderful. And I actually, I learned so much from the girls that I was working with. And from Adura, and I gained so much confidence in myself from working in that cast. I don't know if it was the London confidence that that the girls had that I was working with, or just their sureness in themselves. 
and their blackness, maybe. I, I, I don't know, but I, I came on so much as a person from doing that show um, and just, just realising that... I don't know, I guess I've always been the sort of person that sits back and listens. That's me. That is part of like who I am. I will listen and then I'll think about it four times and think if that's what I want to say and then I'll say it. That is just my personality to a point. But I guess I realized in that job as well, because they were so like, think it, say it, that I, I, I could do that too. And it, if, if I thought it in my head, it was worth saying. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. But they were just such confident women that I, w- I was taken aback when I started that process. And then I was just totally in awe of how they were all older than me as well by like five, six years. So it, they just amazed me and made me feel so good in myself that like it was different. Um, and it was it felt really special to be working in a, an all black cast in Scotland, in Glasgow, and going to the Trav <laughs> and like having that audience watch that play. Yeah. That was super <laughs> and winning a fringe first for it, that was super special. So like that yeah, that was different, but in a diff- a very different way. Um yeah. Cause doing that play in London. Queens. Oh the, my god, there's some of my best friends like still um and it yeah that was great because doing that play in London to a predominantly black audience and doing it to a mostly older white audience at the Trav um <laughs> it was a different show <laughs> it was a totally different show um yeah great sorry I'm just like beaming now thinking about oh, it <laughs> I was gonna say that you are absolutely glowing talking about that I love that yeah yeah, yeah just fucking class but it I'm disappointed that there aren't more opportunities for you to feel like that yeah that strikes me as how and again like this is just at times like this you just realize how ignorant you can be of some things like and things that I take I've just taken for granted like having women around me who make me feel like that Mm. and it just I'm just oh yeah so I've just had a bit of a moment where I'm just fucking devastated that you're talking about that and I'm going god I get that and I just think yeah just a bit blown away and that's all I've got to say about it because yeah no I know I think I think that's why and actually realizing how important that that was to me as a woman like learning learning and feeling more confident from that job with some absolute powerhouses like they were brilliant and Adura um as a writer director was brilliant as well and I guess I wonder if I didn't have that change during that job in myself if I would be where I am right now because yeah I don't know and I, I guess it's making me Obviously, I have started um, the work on on trying to 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 create this meeting and this uh, group for uh, Black and mixed race actors um, 
because I hope there's a day where it's not just one you're not just the, the other in the cast in this and specifically in this cut like in this country in this um industry in Scotland because yeah. um, it's so wildly different from London and Manchester yeah. and all the other big cities to be fair um and I yeah yes it, it totally is and it needs to be better yeah it needs to be and it's something that you mentioned earlier about you know drama schools as well and you kind of said you never thought you, you don't know if it was that you didn't think that was a possibility for you I guess that there's there's still that uh thing like I auditioned for drama school years later and a sort of little identity crisis going I'm, I'm up for the jobs I'm getting put up for the jobs but I'm not I'm not getting them like oh is it because I don't have drama school on my on my cv and I really thought that was the issue and like the month before I think it's my last position I can't remember what it was I got extensive shit and then I've been working since so uh, it obviously wasn't that but I thought it was that at the time it wasn't that it absolutely wasn't that it's because you know um I've seen you since first year so I I can say like it absolutely wasn't that and uh, um it's that thing and it's what you said that the women in expensive shit gave you is that belief in yourself and your talent and actually that's maybe just all that was missing yeah it it was always there but it just was unlocked it was just yeah yeah and it's it's just that lovely thing I think and I know like and I don't want to be like women are amazing and guys are rubbish because that's not true because we have lots of amazing guys in this industry and loads of amazing guys in the world that's not but there is something really special when you are a female and other females empower you yeah and I don't know I don't know how else to say it apart from that yeah no that's bang on yeah they give you that and the and especially I think it's because for me anyway I always tend to look at the women in the cast way more than I do the guys because I'm female and Mm -hmm. I'm always like oh my god they're amazing or she's amazing and then if they say to you that was really well done I really loved what you did there that was just that thing of admiring somebody and their talent and basing it back to you mm-hmm. it just validates yeah totally right I also I was 21 so yeah if you're starting to learn about yourself like being through college and all the rest and think you think you know you think you, you know totally yourself do. <laughs> at that age and then you go oh my god yeah like you learn another, another one more. coming by the way wait till you're in your mid-30s oh, you've got another one coming <laughs> last question we've got it's my favorite oh. it's a great one oh i'm scared don't don't be so um we started doing it at the fringe last year and um mm-hmm. we've been asking people when you hear the words persistent and nasty how does that make you feel what does it make you think of what's your kind of yeah what and it, there's no right or wrong answer it's just what does it make you think? What does it make me think? Persistent and nasty. I guess the I'll say the very first word that came to mind, which was empowered, because 
I do think that <laughs> we we need to reclaim and we need to be persistent and be heard and um yeah if that makes us nasty or bossy or whingy or all those bad words that we get um quite often as women um then Absolutely. yeah I'll be I'll be all those things <laughs> I love that. And I love that you added whingy in because I've not heard, we've not talked about whingy. Waning, whingy, yeah. And you know, I've I've been called, I've been called whiny and whingy lately and it's really irked me. And that's Mm. why it's because it's going on our reclaim list of, oh, sorry, I'm just calling something out and I'm saying that I'm not happy about it. Fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually now thinking, I, I I don't even know if I meant to say those ones but I'm I don't think I would ever call a man that no oh he was being so whiny no no no, no. <laughs> so yeah gonna be persistent no. keep whining keep whinging if I want and need to be heard I love it also I totally <laughs> love the fact that um when you said empowered me and Misha both were like fisting I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I love it I love it <laughs> I know um Jamie what an absolute joy when lockdown is over we owe you a big pint glass of wine and just a, let's do a it. cuddle I know oh, let's, let's oh, it'll be so great it'll be so it'll be great so nice um thank you so much Jamie thank you for listening thank everybody you, and as always stay nasty we're really happy to say that all of our offers are still running um, for We Edition, which is the casting platform where you as an actor can also make some money by being a reading partner for somebody. If you type in NASTY, all capital letters, 25 at checkout, you will receive 25% off your monthly subscription. For Backstage, still the same thing. Um, for actors, if you um, go to the link in the description box, you will get 12 months free subscription on Backstage. And for casting directors, as you post um, on Backstage, just pop in Persistent and Nasty, all one word, to get 10% off. No, 10%? What am I saying? For free castings. I'm losing my mind. 10%? I'm still doing it. I'm going to leave all this in for the comedy of it, guys. So Backstage, for our actors, check the link in the description box. For casting directors, use Persistent and Nasty, all one word, for free castings.